right, welcome in to Devori Darkens Live. We are live on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Listen, this year, I'm dedicating myself to helping you win the mental game in your head. Because when you do that, you are going to be able to do what? Achieve your goals. You're going to be able to have more mental freedom in your life. And the quality of your life is going to go up. Why? Because it all starts in the mind. That's where it starts. It starts in the mind. And I'm going to help you win what's going on in your mind. And in today's episode, I'm going to share an important lesson with you. This lesson, by far, it changed my life. And I'm confident that it will change yours. And there will probably be people watching who will say, this also happened to them, and their lives were changed uh, as well. So, uh, no opinions here. Uh, you will be able to uh, take this lesson. And the power of this lesson may just help you have a different perspective on your life. Now, where I love to start, where I love to start is always what's standing in your way. You know where you are today, and if you set your goals already for this year, you know where you want to go. So the question remains, what's in your way? What's going to stop you? And why should you be aware of that? Why should you be aware of what's going to stop you? Well, think about it. It's called life. And in life, we're going to face obstacles. And if we don't understand, if you don't understand how to over overcome those obstacles when they, when you know you run into them, uh, you're gonna do what? You're gonna quit. And before you swipe away and you're like, okay, Devore, you know, I've heard it all. I, I listened to all the audio books. I've read all the books. Let me tell you something here. My podcast is not about giving you more information because you don't really need any more information. What you need is understanding. Understanding is what gets you to take the action in the first place. So the way I'm going to teach this, the way I'm going to share some analogies, the way I'm going to deliver this is always with the intention to help you understand emotionally, not logically, but emotionally where you feel, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go do that today or I'm going to go make this happen. Fine. I'm going to stop procrastinating and I'm going to go after this, whatever it is. Okay. We have to start understanding what exactly. You have to understand what is in your way. You have to understand the rules that you're governed by in this, in this life. You have to understand the tools that God has given you to be able to win. And you need some type of plan you're going to follow. Okay, A goal without a plan is just a dream. You need to be taking steps on a daily basis. So as I go through this lesson, I'm going to cover one of the most important steps you should be taking if you plan on achieving your goals this year. If you plan on wanting to experience a true transformation in your life, you have to take this step. There's no question about it. Now, I've talked about this topic, I don't know, I think all of 2022, I, I, that was the, this is the one topic and the one lesson that I taught people the most because I think this is the, where it all starts, where it all starts. Why are you going to want to win 
the mental game in your head? Why are you going to want to change your life? Why do you want to achieve your goals? Why is that? It comes down to one thing, purpose. Purpose is about the why behind everything that you're doing. When you discover your why about your life, that's when things are going to change for you. Now, I know you, you, you've heard purpose. You got to live with purpose. You got to live on purpose. You got to find your purpose. You've heard all the purpose statements. I understand that. But maybe when I tell you this story and how I deliver this will help you understand so you finally make a commitment to live your purpose. Because if you're not living your purpose, I don't believe you're really living at all. You're just existing. You're on autopilot. You're in the matrix, as they say. You are not here on accident. Now, some of you guys may say, well, no, my parents told me I was an accident. But really, were you an accident? Everything happens for a reason. You're here for a reason. You want to know what that reason is. Now, let's go back. When I was 19, I was in the military. And... Um, Military has, they, they, they have these required trainings you have to do every year. They have something called uh, sexual assault training, um, workplace safety training, um, suicide training. You know, there's these trainings. Sometimes they last for a couple of days. Sometimes they only last for a couple of hours. You know, depends on what it is. But they always need someone to teach it. Okay. And... I remember my, uh, at the time, my Sergeant Major, he walked up to me and he said, Hey, um, I remember you saying that you love to speak because what he would do is he'd go to every soldier and ask them about their life and what their hobbies were and what they, what they love to do. And, um, I, I told him, you know, I, I love speaking. Um, and he said, well, why don't you teach this, um, this training that we have to do for, for the unit. And we're talking like, at least over 300 soldiers who have to attend this training at one time. And anyways, so I did the training in front of all these people that I don't even know. I'm practically new to the unit, okay? I'm 19 years old, and I just crushed this training. Like, I just did everything you were supposed to do. I said it all in the right ways, and everybody loved it. They really appreciated it. Anyways, so in the end, he told me, you know, yeah, you, you really are good at speaking. You, you should do more of that, right? And um, here's the problem. I didn't do more of that. I stayed in the military, and I did everything but that. Then later in my military career, I had the opportunity to become an instructor and teach people. Uh, and I loved that. Just like that moment when I was in front of all those people or those soldiers, over 300 people were sitting there. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I was not nervous. I didn't break down or anything. I didn't feel like I was going to pass out. I really enjoyed it. Well, fast forward again. Uh, when I became a military instructor, I really enjoyed that. That was, that was one of the most enjoyable times I had when I was in the military, when I got to teach other people. Well, sooner or later, like I told you guys yesterday, uh, I became fed up with the military. I knew that I didn't want to do it long term. 
and I needed to do something I truly wanted to do. Now, it didn't just happen overnight. It happened through a series of, um, uh, or it happened over, I would say, a period of time where I was leave. I was leaving the military. I started a business, then I went and started another business, and then I finally found the thing that I should be doing, which is what I'm doing right now with you guys today. And the biggest lesson I learned in all of that, for the average person walking down the street, they know what they should be doing already. The writing has been on the wall for many, many years. The problem is, is that you are conditioned not to do what you truly want to do. You are conditioned to do what other people want you to do. Who are those other people exactly? Your colleagues, your manager, your boss, your parents, your friends, your family, your children. So you, most people never get to the point where they truly do the thing they love to do. If they were to do the thing they love to do, Here's the other problem people run into, the fear of being judged, criticized, or failing at it in the beginning. For some reason, people, or it's not for some reason, the reason on why people are that scared and won't do anything about it is because they were not allowed to fail when they were children without judgment. And because we were judged every time we made a mistake as children, we're, we're, when you start talking about something you truly love to do, that's a huge risk in your mind. And the last thing you want to do is step out, attempt to do it. It doesn't work in the beginning. You fail. And then now you're going to be judged. And that's what goes through people's mind. And I have to tell you guys, that's all BS. Okay. Let's go back to what the title of this whole thing is. This lesson will help you win the mental game in your head. What is the opponent? The opponent is the negative voice that's telling you, oh, if you, if this doesn't work out, you know, people are going to judge you. People are going to criticize you. That's a lie. Okay. That's one. The negative voice does not want you to move into action. That's why it's saying that. You see, I had the writing on the wall when I was 19 of what I should have been doing. And even when you don't do what you're supposed to be doing, Things are still working out for you because look at where I am today. I still got here. But it's because I was looking. It's because I was open-minded enough to want to do that, right? But my point is, is that the writing's already on the wall. You already have an inclination of what you really should be doing that you love. The problem is you're used to rejecting it. The problem is you're used to throwing it in the closet. The problem is you're used to thinking why you can't do it. So what happens? You don't end up doing it. And time goes by and you're back where you were. Nothing really changes. So the problem that we have or you have in regards to this lesson uh, is ignorance. The two most important moments in your life, the day that you're born and the day you find out why. Now let me read this to you. There is a famous book written on this exact subject. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. Now, it's more of a book that's, you know, religious, uh, has a lot of Christianity throughout the book. 
But that doesn't take away from what the bottom line is here. Okay? The bottom line is this. Let me go to it. Let's have it start out on here. In this book, uh, this is the, how it looks for me. Uh, Purpose Driven Life by Warren. Uh, for, forgot his last name. Uh, let me give that to you. So, in case some of you guys are trying to... Rick Warren, excuse me. Anyhow, so page 27, uh, the chapter is called, What Drives Your Life? And he's got a little quote here at the top. It says, the person without a purpose is like a ship without a rudder. I mean, what's going to happen to the ship, right? It's going to crash. We know this. Now, when you are not living on purpose, he explains what happens to you. Every person's life is driven by something. It's driven by something. Okay? Most dictionaries define the verb drive as to guide, to control, or to direct. Whether you are driving a car, a nail, or a golf ball, you are guiding, controlling, and directing, directing it at that moment. What is the driving force in your life? Right now, you may be driven by a problem, a pressure, an opinion, or a deadline. You may be driven by a painful memory, a haunting fear, a limiting belief. There are hundreds of circumstances, values, and emotions that can drive your life. Here are the five of the most common ones. Now, remember... This is when you're not living your purpose. You're more than likely driven by one of these five. You may be driven by guilt. Did you know that most people spend their entire lives running away from their regrets and hiding their shame? They allow the past to control their future. Number two, you may be driven by resentment and anger. You hold on to what hurts. And you never get over it. Instead of releasing this pain through absolute forgiveness, you rehearse this pain over and over and over again in your mind. Some resentment-driven people uh, will close up and internalize their anger, while others will blow up and explode it onto others. Number three, you may be driven by fear. Fears that may be a result of a traumatic experience that you had in the past or an unrealistic expectation because of ignorance or growing up in a high controlled uh, home or even a genetic predisposition. Regardless of whatever the cause is, fear driven people often miss out on great opportunities because they're too afraid to venture out. The fourth, you are driven by materialistic things. Your desire to acquire becomes the whole goal of your life. You have a drive to go get, thinking that you are going to be able to prove something to other people. This drive to always want more is based on the misconception that having more will make you more happy, more important, and more secure. But all three ideas are untrue. You see, possessions only provide temporary happiness. I think we all would agree to that, right? And number five, 
you may be driven by the need for approval. I spoke about this yesterday. Opinions, they are the worst. See, people who are driven by the need for approval, you allow the expectations of your parents, your spouse, your children, your teachers, your friends to control your life. Many people are still trying to earn the approval of unpleasable people, such as your parents. Others are driven by peer pressure, always worried by what others might think. Unfortunately, those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it and get the results that that crowd is getting. There are many keys to success. And even myself, I don't know every single key to success, but I agree with him on this one. One key to failing in your life and losing the mental game is trying to please everyone. That's an automatic loss every single time. So when you're living your purpose, what will happen instead? What will you be driven by? You will be driven by meaning. This means that when you wake up in the morning, you, you're going to have something that's driving you. You're going to feel like, okay, I'm doing something important. That's the way it's going to feel. Okay. The second thing that will happen is that it will simplify your life. Without a clear purpose, you have no foundation on which to base your decisions on. Allocate your time spend your money and your resources. You don't have a solid foundation because you don't know why you're doing everything. You will tend to make cho choices based on circumstances, pressures, and your mood at the moment instead of the choices based on your purpose. People who don't know their purpose, they try to do too much, and this will cause stress, fatigue, and conflict. As uh, some of you guys were a member of my seven-day blueprint challenge, I spoke about this exact problem that people run into. You see, purpose is the compass. It's the navigation for your life. It simplifies all your decision-making because when you know why you're here, then the next question is, okay, what are you going to do about it? Who, who, who are you going to become? to fulfill that purpose? What are you going to do? What is it that you're going to accomplish to fulfill in that purpose? And then after that, it's like, all right, well, what's the main goal right now to start that? It's that quick. You can get to your goal that quick by just understanding what your life purpose is. And these are goals that are in alignment with your true self, not goals based on what other people think. See, that's the problem is if you're not living your purpose, guaranteed you're making decisions based on everybody else not on what's true for you. What's another benefit? It's going to help you focus your life. You see, it concentrates your effort and energy on what's most important to you. You become effective by being very selective at how you're going to spend your time, what you're going to be doing. So think about it from this point of view. If you don't have a clear purpose, you will keep changing directions. You will keep changing jobs, relationships, external things, hoping that every time you change, it's going to solve your problem of feeling like something is missing inside of you. You see, I went through this exactly. When I was in the military, I got to the goal that I had for myself, and I felt empty and depressed. 
So yes, very successful, but didn't feel very successful. Why? Because that goal that I had for myself in the military was not based on my life purpose. It was not based on what I really love to do. It was based on some false idea that if I got promoted faster than anybody else and I went into the military and I became the best at it, that I would prove my family wrong and I would be somebody and people would respect me. That is so far from the truth. No one cares about any of us like that. But because I was operating from a place of ignorance, no one told me what I'm saying to you guys today when I was 19, uh, 18. Um, I didn't know that. You see, when you don't have a clear purpose, you're always thinking from this place. Maybe this time it will be different. The problem is it doesn't solve the root problem, all right? It's not going to take care of the root cause. The root cause is your purpose in life. Are you living it? You see, the other thing is this. You have a problem with motivation. It's because you're not living your purpose. When you know your purpose, it motivates your life. Purpose will always produce the passion needed for success. Nothing will energize you like a clear purpose. On the other hand, passion will always dissipate when you lack a purpose. Just getting out of bed becomes a major problem when you don't know why. This is written by George Bernard Shaw. He says, this is the true joy of life. The being used up for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, being a force of nature instead of a furious Selfish little clot of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. The bottom line is when you are living your purpose in life, you are going to find your own happiness, your own true fulfillment. You won't need to go out there and get it from somebody else. Okay. And here's the other thing. Whether you are religious or not. When you start living your purpose, you're operating in harmony with the laws, okay? Listen, what is, one of, what is the purpose of the universe? The purpose of the universe is not to contract. It's to expand. That's exactly what's happening. All science says this, okay? The universe is ever expanding. The planets, all that, we are expanding. We're moving faster and faster and faster, okay? Here on this planet, it's the same thing. The purpose of the planet is to continue to grow, expand, evolve. That's your inherent purpose on this planet is for you to grow, expand and evolve and impact people. Be a part of the solution, the evolution of the qualities of our lives here, right? So what you do every day should be impacting someone is my point in a positive way. The only way you're going to really impact somebody in a positive way is you got to start doing the thing you love to do, because that's the only thing that's going to drive you to become great at it. Why would you spend hours and hours and weeks and months and decades doing the same thing over and over and over again if you don't love it? Why would you do that? You wouldn't unless unless you hate the job. But you've settled and you've conformed and you just say, hey, this is the safe way. I'll just do this. But that's not living. Okay, that's not living. That's just existing. And you don't know when your time is up. So when you start truly 
waking up in the morning and doing the thing you love to do, you will have the motivation. You will have the focus. You will have the energy. You will have the inspiration to go out there and really impact people and become rich in your own life. Understand something. Rich, becoming rich in your own life is about you, the person. Are you rich in your relationships? Are you rich with the relationship with yourself? Are you rich in what you're doing with other people? And the finances will always take care of themselves, but they won't if you're not thinking like that person, if you're not dedicating yourself to a calling. Why would you take the time to learn how to earn money properly and get the right help, accountability, mentorship? You're not going to do it unless you're emotional about something. That emotion is going to come from the purpose. Now, let's take a step back here. You have a mental game in your mind that's being played every single day. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it's happening. And you're either winning or you're losing. When you raise your awareness and understanding of what we're talking about today, you are going to start winning. And one of the ways that you start winning is you live your purpose in life. Because that is the direct source of what it is that you love to do, how you're going to impact people, and how you will develop or why you will develop the gifts, talents, and skills that you have. Now, I know some of you guys are like, well, Devore, I'm not really great at anything. That's not true. Again, that's the negative voice in your head that's trying to stop you from finding a way. Think about what I just said. When you start reciting the words to yourself that you're not great at anything, you don't have any talents, you don't have any skills, there's nothing you love to do, that's not you saying that. That's the negative voice saying that. You've been trained to say that. You've been conditioned to say that. You have to understand that's not true. Who are you really? You're the person that's deep down inside that wants to go out and do things. That's who you naturally are. You're naturally a happy loving, uh, grateful, uh, genius, spiritually perfect. I mean, that's who you are at your inner core. You're not the limiting beliefs. You're not why you can't. You're not any of that. So when you start hearing the voice tell you why you can't do something, you don't know this, you don't know that, it's not possible, you have to understand that that's the opponent, that's the enemy. You can't believe that. You start believing that negative voice, you're finished. And this is what happens to most people. They buy into the negative voice in their head, and that's the way they live their life. That's why they conform. That's why they play it safe. That's why they don't take a risk. That's why they care what other people think about them, because they're believing in the enemy. They're believing in the negative voice. They're not educated. They don't understand what's going on. Listen, when I say... You may not understand what's going on. I want you to go back when you were a child. How many times did your parent tell you, hey, why did you do that? I taught you better than that. Why are you doing that? And what did you say? Oh, I, I, I know. I, I know. I, I know better. And then they say, well, why are you doing it? And then what do you say? Oh, I don't know. And then you do it again a week later. And they're like, hey, didn't I just say that? don't you know better? And you're like, yeah, I do know better. And then they say, well, why are you doing that? And you're like, I don't know. Just because you know better does not mean you're going to do better. This is the part that one of the biggest lies that is 
passed down from one generation to the next is if you know better, you will do better. That's not true. There's plenty of people who know better. There's plenty of people who know everything. Doesn't mean they do it. Why is that? The enemy is in the subconscious mind. If you're going to start doing things in a different way, it's in the subconscious mind. It's not really based on what you know. It's not. There's plenty of people who are doctors, engineers, lawyers, people who are making a lot of money, but they have no money. Why? Because they don't understand financial literacy. They don't understand how to manage money. They don't understand how to make the proper decisions. Just because they know does not mean they do. The doing part of your life is based on your level of understanding. You are only going to get that understanding when you make the changes in your subconscious mind and your study. So this whole thing like, oh, I know, that doesn't mean you're going to do better. Okay? So this topic today, this lesson, how is, why does it have the power to change your life? Because it's about your life. It's the source of your life. Your purpose in life is your life. You're not living your purpose. You're not living. That's the point here. Listen, I spent 13 years. I joined the military when I was 17. I spent 13 years being on autopilot, following what other people were telling me to do, going along with what other people said was safe. I was not happy. There's no amount of money out there that's going to really make you happy. Happiness comes from inside. Now, money will make things easier. It will give you more options. But it's not going to solve the hole that you may have in your heart because you're not doing what you love to do. And that's not my opinion. You have probably already experienced this epiphany for yourself. And so many people throughout history publicly have stated the same thing I'm saying today. The most important lesson, if you're going to win the mental game in your mind, and you're going to go out there and achieve your goals and improve the quality of your life, you have to live your purpose. There's no other way around it. you got to dedicate your life to something that you love to do. You want to know why you don't have a great attitude? You want to know why you don't have any energy? You want to know why you're not motivated? It's because you're not doing what you love to do. Why would you be motivated? Just ask yourself that question. Why would you be motivated to do anything if you weren't doing what you love to do? Why would you be inspired about anything? Why would you be focused on anything if you're not tied up in doing something you love to do? If you're, instead of doing what you love to do, if you're spending majority of your time doing something you don't love to do, Oh, I know you're drained. I know you're not happy. I know you're sitting there thinking, man, there's got to be more to life than this. You know how I know that? Because that was me. I was, I'm just like everybody else. I had a career, salary, every 1st and 15, getting, getting the paycheck. And what happens is you start to conform to what society wants. Right. And that's not why you're here. You're a pioneer. You're supposed to go out there and create your own life. 
you don't need the government doing that for you. You need to go do it for yourself. Because when you start doing the thing you love to do, that's when you get creative. That's when you have the ideas. That's when you start truly saying, you know what, I'm going to go all in on myself. And you truly start to invest in yourself. But if you're not living your purpose, you're not going to do that. This isn't going to happen. And I stated in the beginning, why do so many people struggle to do this in the first place? They care too much about what others think of them. Let's, let's go back through it again. What's going to stop you from living your purpose in life? One, you care too much about what other people think of you. Two, you're too caught up in how it's going to happen. And because you don't know how, you're too scared to make a move. Three, you've been trained not to take risk. Why is that? Because maybe when you made a mistake or you failed as a child, you were criticized. You were judged for it. So you're, you're, you don't want to take a risk. Four, ignorance. No one taught you about living your purpose in life. You don't know what you don't know. That's where most of us is coming from. We don't know what we don't know. This may be the first time in your life where you're starting to actually think about this. But you already have the subconscious mindset. And it's going to tell you why you can't do this. You can't make money doing what you love to do. You can't be successful doing what you love to do. That's one of the main thoughts that are going to run right through your head. As soon as you start saying, you know what, I'm going to live my purpose in life. That's exactly what the negative voice is going to tell you. It's going to tell you why you can't do it. But every single day, you keep coming across people who are living their purpose and they're making money. So who's telling the truth? Is the negative voice telling you the truth or is it lying to you? Now, myself, my wife, I got clients, my brother. There are people in my life, myself, my mentor, serving our purpose in life. And we make great money doing it. So there's no reason why you can't. There's millions of people already doing it. You see them all over the place. You see them in person. You see them online. Right? You know when, you, you know when you're dealing with someone who's serving their purpose in life because you could just tell by their energy. You could tell by their passion, their enthusiasm, how serious they take what they're doing. You can tell. You could tell if this is what I love to do. I don't get tired doing this. I do this every day. I coach people every day. I do the podcast every day. I create content every day. I have calls with people. I don't get tired doing any of this because it's what I love to do. When you are doing what you love to do, there is no shortage of energy. You have to understand that. When you're doing what you love to do, there is no shortage of energy. There's no motivational problem. There's no I'm not inspired problem. There's none of that. Why? Because you're being your true self. There is no limit of what you can achieve in this world. But it starts with doing what you love to do. That's where your achievements are going to come from. That's where the launching pad is located. That's the foundation. I'm telling you, this lesson here, if we, if we would groom children from the beginning, based on what I said today, most adults would be better off. They would be happier healthier and wealthy because they from a young age were trained to do what they love to do 
Now, everything happens for a reason, but if I had taken the speaking and the teaching seriously at 19, got myself a mentor who was already doing it, and trained under that mentor, oh, you know, life would be different. But listen, I don't think about that stuff, but I'm just saying it to say that it's never too late. It's never too late. There's a reason why you're here, and that reason will help you achieve your goals. That reason will be why you achieve your goals. That reason will be why you win the game in your head and you get in control of yourself instead of allowing the negative voice to control you. You see, your purpose in life is backed up with passion, a burning desire to do something a meaning, to have a calling, to truly impact other people. When you're actively engaged in that, you're emotionally involved. But when you're not living your purpose, you're emotionally involved in the wrong things. So think about that. The question today for you is, are you living your purpose? What does that mean? Are you doing what you love to do? Is your life centered around what you love to do? If it is, then you can definitely back up everything I'm saying. If it's not, then you know you got to take a good look. You got to go back and say, hey, you know what? Why am I not doing what I love to do? What's stopping you? Now, I know part of what's stopping you is the negative voice. I don't know how to worry. I don't have any money to worry. I can't make money to worry. I don't know what I'm great at. I'm telling you, those are all lies. They're not true. I've helped so many people discover their purpose. It's not true. You have one. Just got to ask the right questions. You just have to ask the right questions. So the most important question and where you should start is, are you doing the thing you love to do? That's why most people are miserable. They're not doing what they love to do. That's the bottom line. They're not doing what they love to do. If you find yourself in a miserable state and you're trying to figure out why, it's because you're not doing what you love to do. You have not stayed true to yourself. You're not living authentically. That's what's happening. You have allowed other people to make decisions for you. You have allowed other people to do your thinking for you. In fact, you're probably living someone else's life. You're not living yours. This may be a wake-up call for you to go back and say, hey, I need to start being true to myself. That starts with your purpose. And for people who are looking to start a business, you have a business idea? I, what are you waiting on? You see, can you start a business based on your purpose? Absolutely. In fact, everybody should. If you don't have some story, some transformation, some passion behind the business you start, I don't think you're going to be successful. And I don't say that to discourage you, but I've seen that in myself. I've started more businesses than I can count. Most of them were never successful because it wasn't in alignment with what I love to do. I was only doing it because I wanted to get money. You see, your purpose is about actually helping people. It's not about getting money. Your purpose is about helping people and helping people by doing the thing you love to do. 
And the more people you help, the more value you bring to their lives, the bigger the problem you solve, the more money you're going to make. That's the way that it works. That's another rule to this game in life. The law of compensation, the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. We got to bring our attention to our ability to do it. Your ability to get great at what you do is only going to happen when it's on purpose. Why would you spend all those hours? Why would you spend all that time, repetition, day in and day out, perfecting what you do if you did not have a strong desire behind that, if you did not have a purpose? This is why everybody gets it wrong. That's why most businesses are average at best. Most people are average at best. Not to say that they can't be anything better than that. I'm saying the reason why that's happening is because people are not living on purpose. Their life is not based on it. So they make average decisions. They, they live an average life. They conform to what everybody else is doing. So they get average results. Same thing with the business owners. They start, they launch, and they have a business, but it's not on purpose. They're just there to get by. Just the bare minimum. And I, I saw this in the military. Not every military soldier um, is out there doing their best. Most of them are average at best. They're just trying to get in and get out. They want to go home. They want to go video games. They want to go to the bar. They're not living a meaningful life. That's why a small selected people are successful in this world. Not many people are successful. Not because they can't be. Uh, it's because of ignorance. They don't understand okay and part of that is because they're not living on purpose now you have a choice to make you can be part of let's say the 97 percent of people who are not living on purpose or you could be part of the three percent of people who are but that's a choice for yourself i'm not here to tell you to make that choice you got to make that for yourself you got to understand that you're here for a reason you cannot conform to what everybody thinks should be happening. And by the way, why? Again, let's go back to what is the big obstacle here? It's ignorance. It's ignorance because this, what I'm teaching today is not taught to us in school. There are so many young people, teenagers, college students, people in their 20s who have the wrong perception of life. They have the wrong expectations of life. They are trying to live up to a standard that is not possible for anybody, really. And what I mean by that, so many younger people today are thinking in their mind, I financially should be here already. I should be a millionaire. I should already be a billionaire. I should be the next Elon Musk. I'm. It's ignorance. It's ignorance because they're not being educated properly. People, you may see the success. When you see success from others, the only thing you should be thinking is, is this, how grateful you are that they've shown you what's possible. Not, oh, well, I need to be doing that and it needs to happen tomorrow. When you see success like that, understand something. That took time. And I guarantee you that person, they're living on purpose. You don't think Elon Musk is living on purpose? Elon Musk doesn't have to do anything. This guy could just chill out for the rest of his life. He has a purpose. His purpose is to help humanity 
be on multiple planets. That's what he's passionate about. That's what he's obsessed with. And that's why he's doing what he's doing. And he's going to find success because he's willing to go to whatever lengths. He's willing to take risks. He's willing to sleep in the warehouse for 90 days straight. Just like the workers. You see, it's because he loves it that much. A lot of people, they you, you may think you see these successful people. I'm telling you, they're living on purpose. They have meaning behind their life. They're waking up every morning and they're like, okay, this is what I'm dedicating my life to. Question for you is, what are you dedicating your life to? And he's not just the only one. There's We can name them all day long. There's plenty of people like that. And listen, you don't have to look at other people and think, well, I'm not as smart as them, so you know I'm not going to be able to do this. Again, that's the negative voice trying to lie to you. If you're thinking you have to be the smartest person in the room, you're finished already. It doesn't take you being the smartest. It takes you listening to your heart, listening to your intuition, working with the right people, having a plan, being clear on what you want. These are basic principles. They're basic, they're simple, but they're absolutely misunderstood by majority of people. Why? Because we were not taught this in school. So yes, they know of it. They've heard it. They may even listened to it. They may even watched my podcast. The question remains, are you doing it? And the only way you're going to do it is by understanding and applying what we're saying today. It's not enough to just get the information. You got to apply this information. It's just the way that it works. There is no other way around it. So where do you start? Where do you start when it comes to living your purpose in life? Well, number one, you have to understand what your gifts, talents, and skills are up to this point. You have to understand that. Now, I have two resources that can help you go further on this. Number one is free. The Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet can help you get clear on what your purpose in life is. I'm still going to go through the steps here, but it will visually walk you through it. And you can download that for free in my bio. Number two is my Blueprint Method course. This is a course that helps you take your purpose, set the right goal, figure out who you need to be to accomplish that goal, and set your plan for it. And you just follow what your plan is and you achieve success. Now, that is paid, but you can also get that in the link in my bio. Now, how do you discover your purpose? Well, number one, you have to start becoming clear on what your gifts, your talents, and your skills are. Why is that? Because that's what you're going to use to do the thing that you love to do. I'm naturally talented at speaking in front of people without getting nervous. I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's a natural talent that I have. I'm using that talent to do the thing I love to do now. I have skills that I learned from the military or that I developed because of the military. I have a gift when it comes to helping people. This is why I do what I do. So number one, you have to be clear on what are your gifts? 
What are your talents? What are your skills? Because that's what you're using to live your purpose. Now, number two is you got to know what you're passionate about. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? Let me say that again. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? Let me say it one more time. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? And number three, how do you want to be remembered? When people come into contact with you and what you've been doing, how do you want people to remember you? You put that all together, you got your life purpose. And at a very basic reduced level of what I just said, it still comes down to what is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? If you could just get that answer, I mean, that's most of it there. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? I love helping people become successful in their life. They have a goal, they have a dream, there's something that they want to do, but they don't know how to start. They're stuck. I love coming in and helping them break through and achieve success. That solves a problem for other people. Solves problems for business owners, parents, individuals. That solves, that's a problem that needs solving in this world. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem in this world? That's what you got to think about. And once you find out what that is, it doesn't matter whether you go the career route or you go the business route. You're going to be set up for success because you're going to go down a road that's authentic for you. You're going to be involved in something that you love that has value. All right. Some of you guys out there, you may love helping children learn. Doesn't that solve a problem? The problem is kids, they, they need someone who knows what they're doing to teach them properly. Kids, the problem is kids need to learn. Maybe, maybe you love anatomy and you want to be a surgeon. Doesn't that solve a problem for people who need surgery? Maybe you love music. Doesn't that solve a problem for people who want to be entertained? Right? Maybe you love fitness. Doesn't that solve a problem for people who want to learn how to be fit? Who want to be inspired by other people? So, listen. I'm telling you guys right now. The biggest question that you have for yourself, where you are right now. What is it that you love to do that will solve a problem for other people? My wife loves living a zero-waste lifestyle. It solves a problem for other people. Why? Because other people want to do the same. So she has a business based on that. My brother loves leveraging money and credit. He loves teaching people how to build wealth. So he has a what? A credit repair business. Financial education business. I have a client. She loves creating non-toxic, all-natural soaps and lotions. She loves it. 
She loves it because part of her story is her son cannot have any products from the regular big box stores. So Target and Walmart or Rite Aid can't get any of those products because they have chemicals in them. Well, she loves making products that have zero chemicals in them. She solves a problem because other people in the world need that too. Do you see where I'm getting at? This is one of the biggest lessons in life you can ever learn. It's not a sexy topic, I'll tell you that. But it's the topic. It's the topic. Because if you're not living your purpose, you won't have a reason to do anything. You'll just keep going along with what everybody else is doing. It, it won't be enough to take a risk, to start a business, to change careers, to do better. It, 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 you may know you have to do all that, but you're not going to do it because there's no emotion there. You start doing the thing you love to do, you're going to start becoming emotion involved in what it is that you want. Key word, love. Love is the most powerful emotion. When you love what you do, you're what? You're expressing the most powerful emotion there is. What does that mean exactly? Well, that means you're going to be in a high vibration. Your life is automatically going to improve. Your attitude is automatically going to improve. Your behavior is going to automatically improve. And the people around you are going to what? They're going to love it. Because the real you is showing up finally. This, I mean, this is, this, this should be a TED talk. Let's see here. Um, let's see what questions we have. We don't have many. So, um, what book was that again? That was the purpose driven life by Rick Warren. Uh, let's see here. Today's talk is helping me understand as the driving force behind the will. That's awesome. Emotional reaction is, I don't know. Yeah, we're going to skip that. This is kind of a talk college freshmen should be receiving. I totally agree with that. Yeah, even younger. Yeah, very true. Kindergarten, start him young. Unbelievable. Just think about the knowledge he's teaching and sharing for free, and we only have 48 people. It fluctuates. You know, sometimes I have hundreds of people. It, you know, it just depends. But that's, listen, <laughs> I don't care about the numbers, guys. That's still 48 lives. 59 right now. 59 lives that could potentially be changed by what I talked about today. If that's not enough, I don't know what is. I, I'm just grateful that you guys are even on here wanting to listen. I'm grateful I have the ability to share what I know. That's more than enough for me. All the other stuff will take care of itself. You see, if you want to change the world, you don't go out there and change the world. You got to change the world of one person first. Because if you change the world of one person, what happens? They go and change the world of another person and then another person. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Right? You want to make some change, change what's going on in your house first. What does it mean if it's hard to answer questions as such? Not too sure. What do you mean by that? Oh, sorry. Let me go back up here. Could we get an overview of your life and the beautiful memories your person holds? Well, let's see here. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. 
an overview of my life would be, let's talk about where I started. Like everybody else, I was born, right? <laughs> I, I'm just being funny. Um, no, so my biological parents were drug addicts. So I was born uh, in the hospital for a bit there. Taken home by my father, I guess, and left with his baby mama at the time. Then his baby mama called my grandmother, and then my grandmother called her sister, and my sister is the one who came and adopted me ultimately, which was an amazing thing. So grateful that she did that. I don't know where I'd be if I was ended up being raised by my biological parents. It, it wouldn't be anything good. Anyways, um, I was the only child. Um, my mom, she owned her own business. She took care of mentally ill clients. That's what she did. So she was in charge of feeding and taking care, care of and making sure they got their medication. Eight, eight mentally ill clients. In California, this would have been called at the time a board and care home. Um, I didn't grow up with video games. I didn't grow up with technology. So I was outside most of the time, which was great. It's just one of those things, you know, today we, we want our kids to get outside. <laughs> so I'm very grateful that I was born then. Um, mom got sick with breast cancer, had to go live in Houston, Texas for a while. That was a, a culture shock. That was a different environment. I learned a lot from that. Uh, and then I come back to California. Um, my mom passes away. I join the military. You know, I, I go off to the military. I do all that. I get out. I have my own business. Then I start another business. And then I'm doing this one right here. Now, the beautiful memories are this. The beautiful memories is that every single time in my life when I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I made it. Every time in my life when I truly just believed that things were going to work out, they worked out. Every time in my life, I've always been a part of something special. I believe my, mo my mother who adopted me, she was special. What she did was special. Um, I believe when I was in the military, part of the units that I served under, they were special in some way that other units were not. The people that I had been involved with when I was in the military, they were special individuals. I had never met people like that. It's just how I've always been. Um, my, my brother, my, he's, he's special. My wife, she is very special. You know, and what she does is very special. And this material that I teach is very, very special. Um, that's how I sum up my life. My life is special. Everything I'm a part of is special. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And that's what I want for other people to experience. But people aren't going to experience that if they don't think that way about their life. I've always thought that way about my life. My life is special. It, it's a gift. And things are always going to work out. I've always thought that way. And that's exactly what has happened. It's all worked out. I live an amazing life today. I get to wake up in the morning and do what I love to do. I love doing this. I love talking about this. I love teaching it. I love coaching it. I love mentoring people through it.
I just can't get enough. I'm highly paid, highly respected. I love what I do because of this. So that's not going to happen for people out there if you don't get your mindset in order. Because that's what I had to do. I had to get my mindset in order first. I had to do the work first. And I'm still doing the work. I'm still getting my mindset in order. It's, it never ends. There is no like you change your mindset once and then that's it. No, you're always changing your mindset because you're trying to get to the next goal. The next goal always requires a different version of you. Right? So, you know, that's, that's my life. My life is special. It is wonderful. It, there's a lot of fulfillment, a lot of success, and it just keeps getting better for me. And I'm not saying that to brag or anything like that. I'm just saying that that's the reality here. And you know where it started? It started with me just committing to living my purpose, doing what I love to do. I'm telling you guys, I can't give you the words, actually. It's something you have to experience yourself. The more you center your life around what you love to do, you'll come back and you'll say, Devori, you are absolutely spot on. That's just what it's all about, guys. All right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I don't know what she meant by that either. Uh, just in general, questions that you should be asking yourself. Um, what is it? Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's, yeah, I, I guess let's go through a couple of questions you should be asking yourself to truly get clarity on this lesson today about purpose and how it helps you change your life and achieve your goals. Question number one is what is it that you love to do that would solve a problem for other people? What is it that you love to do? Now, again, you have to understand what you're dealing with here. The negative voice in your head is going to try to get you to believe that you don't love something, that you're not great at something, that you don't have a passion, that you have too many passions. It's just all distraction. Now, I would go to answer these questions not when you're tense, tired, filled with anxiety. I would only go to answer these questions when you're in a creative and relaxed state. So for some of you guys who do meditation, do it then. If you don't do meditation, set some time aside tonight. You know, go in your room, make sure you're not distracted, turn down the lights, put on some relaxing music, truly relax, and then go to answer these questions. What is it that you love to do that solves a problem for other people? How do you want to be remembered? When people come into contact with you, what do you want their impression to be? It's not that you care about what other people think. It's that you have a standard for yourself, right? When people come into contact with me on TikTok, my podcast, I want them leaving saying, man, why are they not teaching this stuff? Devoria, man, he's just out here helping people. He's just giving everything away. He's making my life better. That's all I want people to say because I know I'm doing my job at that point. I'm serving my purpose. The other question is, what is it that you're great at already? You do have a talent. You are good at something. 
and you can always get better. Just because somebody's talented in something doesn't mean they can't get better. In fact, they should get better. Because talent is not what always wins the game. It's when you cultivate that talent and you develop the talent and you expand it, you evolve it, you double down on it. That's when you're going to see a lot of wins in your life. You got to think about those strengths that you have. What are you good at? Not your weaknesses. What are you good at? Because that's what you're going to use to do the thing you love to do that solves a problem for other people. Those were the questions that we had. Yep, you're definitely helping me. It's not about the numbers. It's about the knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. We'll bring you guys up here so other people can see you guys. On YouTube. Give me a second here. All right, there we go. Let's see. Keep listening, guys. With repetition, taking action, and a mentor, you'll achieve your goals. Exactly. I feel like you tell enough about your life. Thank you. Uh, we have new people here, so he's restarting. Exactly. Uh, the feeling of my mother and father never caring for me is holding me back. Yeah, you see. No. Listen. The feeling is not what's holding you back. What's holding you back is your lack of understanding of how to deal with it. So it's like this. What somebody did to you does not hold you back. It's your lack of understanding of how to forgive that person that's holding you back. That's what happened to me. I can't tell you how angry I was as an individual because my father was never there. I never had a father. I was so angry about that. I could not understand how a man who, in my opinion, and maybe some of you guys get a little triggered over this, I really don't care. If you're a man out there and you're not taking care of your responsibilities, responsibilities meaning your family, your kids, the people in your life, I don't know what you're doing. Like I really believe you're a failure at that point because you're not serving your purpose as the man in this world. Men are the people who jump in front of the car to save their family. Men are the one who jump in front of the bullet. Men are the one that goes out there and they hunt and they put their lives on the line to take care of their responsibilities. I just don't understand when men are not taking care of their responsibilities. I, I, they're, they're failures in my eyes. They're living in ignorance. And they, they don't have to be that way. They don't always be. Some of them wake up. You know? But I'm telling you, I, I, I took that so personal. That used to make me so angry. Uh, now, you know, I just don't have zero tolerance, and it's because of my my past. You know, when I come across someone who uh, is a man and they have kids and they're not taking care of their kids, I'll be honest with you guys. I just, you know, that's that's just to me. I'm just like, you got problems, man. Like, if you can't take care of your own responsibilities. And I'm not saying that women don't do the same thing. I'm saying that <laughs> I think only men could understand this. Meaning when I wake up in the morning, 
I'm only thinking about how I can provide for my family. I'm, I'm thinking about how my purpose will help me do that. I'm thinking about how I can protect my wife. I'm thinking those things. I can't help but think that. I want to go build. I want to go protect. I want to go hunt. I want to go out there and get ahead of things and make sure we're in the right place. And I just think when men aren't doing that, they're not on purpose. Uh, let's see here. Now, that's more in my opinion. Okay, I'm not reading that from a book. It's just that's part of my own life experience. You know, you guys don't have to agree with that. Um, I just think that when and th listen, this is the problem. I had to learn that on my own. My father never taught me that because I never had a father. So I had to learn on my own what it's like or what what it, what it takes to be your own person. What type of man do you want to become? What type of husband do you want to become? What type of father do you want to become? You know, nobody taught me that. I had to learn that on my own. So I'm telling you all this because it helped me understand why I needed to forgive. If I was going to become the husband I wanted to be, if I'm going to become the father I want to be, if I'm going to become the man I want to be, I can't be angry at my father because then I'll just duplicate what he did. I can't allow him to run my life. I can't allow him to take up real estate in my mind. I got to take control of me. That's what you have to understand. If you're going to be free, you've got to be yourself. The true you is not being held back by what your parents did or did not do. You're way past that. They already did their job, quite frankly. Like at the end of the day, the one thing I say about my biological parents, they brought me here. That's it. I'm glad. They don't owe me anything else. My adopted mother, she provided for me. She raised me. She did her job. She does not owe me anything. When I turn 18, the only person I owe is myself. I need to get out there and live my purpose. That's what we have to be taught from a young age. When you're when you're living in the past, that means you're not here present. That means you're not focused on where you're where you're going. You're living in the past. You're looking in the rearview mirror. You you got to let that go. You have to forgive them. Listen, this is in, and I'll show it to you. Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, Chapter Ten. Page one seventy seven. Actually, no, page one seventy six. Listen. You can forgive, but you cannot forget. This is not true forgiveness. Forgiveness ought to be like a canceled loan, torn in two and burnt up so that it never can be shown against a person again. Forgiveness, when it is real and genuine and complete and forgotten, it is the scalpel that can remove the pus 
from the old emotional wound, heal them, and eliminate the scar tissue. Understand this analogy here. How many of you guys were doing something outside as a kid and you damaged your knee, right? You had a scrape along your knee or you accidentally cut yourself, right? Or you got stabbed with the tree branch or something of that nature, right? What happened? Scar tissue developed. And where that scar is at, the tissue is harder, right? It's, it's harder than the other skin around it. Why? Your skin will do that because it wants to protect, protect itself from re-injuring uh, the, the skin again. So it, it basically creates scar tissue, which is a protective you know, mechanism for your skin to make sure that it doesn't get damaged again, okay? Anyways, the problem is that happens to us emotionally. When someone stabs us emotionally, right? When our parents didn't do something or they did something and it was an emotional impact to us, that becomes an emotional scar that turns into scar tissue. The scar tissue here in your life emotionally is how cold you are towards people, how closed off you are, how you don't believe in yourself. You feel you're unworthy. You're not enough. You seek approval. You care about what other people think. That's a result of the scar tissue. When you go and truly forgive, what you're doing is taking a special tool that is designed to remove the scar tissue and make your skin look like it was never there. That's what plastic surgeons do. They remove, they alter the physical appearance of people without leaving scars behind. When you absolutely forgive a person and a situation, even yourself, when you absolutely forgive, true forgiveness, that you absolutely let it go entirely, that's what you're doing. You're cleaning up the emotional wound. There is no other way around it. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. Listen, I would not be on this if I did not forgive my parents. I would not be on this if I did not forgive the person who sexually abused me as a child. I wouldn't be here if I did not forgive myself because of my mistakes I made because of my own ignorance. I couldn't be doing this if I didn't forgive myself. So I know that wasn't really on the topic today, but I'm telling you, forgiveness, that's where it's at. You want to move along, you want to move away from your past and just move on with your life. You have to forgive. You got to change the story. Let's see here. Uh, wonderful response. You have a special light about you. I love your perspective on life. Thank you. Thoughts on never marrying or having children. Pros and cons. That's your own decision. That's your own decision. If you don't want to have kids, you don't want to have kids. That's up to you. I think the, the better question is why? Where do you get that from exactly? Is that really something authentically or is that something because you've had bad experiences? You know, if you've had bad experiences, then I would say that that's not an authentic decision there. That's a decision that's controlled by something that happened in your past. All right. Next question. How do you overcome the paralyzing state a fear of not moving forward? Understanding. Understanding backed up with emotional involvement in something that you want, meaning a burning, a burning desire. So let's take this really quick. 
How do you overcome fear, especially when fear paralyzes you? It takes two things. Number one, it takes understanding. You have to understand why you're scared in the first place. More than likely, you're scared because you've never done it before. You're outside your comfort zone and you're strongly considering actually going through with it. So you're supposed to be scared. You have to understand that when you feel scared, that's not a bad thing. That's a great indicator to tell you you're outside your comfort zone. Number two, you got to know why you're going to make this move anyway. And it's got to be a strong reason. This is why I go back to your purpose in life. What is it that you love to do? What are you dedicating yourself to? That should trump your fears in life. You're always going to have the fear. It's, it's not going anywhere. As long as you step outside your comfort zone and you continue to grow, you're going to hit fear every time. It's your understanding that will help you respond to the fear and keep moving forward. It's your emotional involvement in what you want that will help you keep moving forward. That's what all successful people have in common. They come up against fear. They keep moving. Why? Because they want something that bad. And they understand that the fear is not going to stop them. Let's see here. Your parents may never support you. And I realize you just have to keep going. Exactly. Listen. When we expect other people to support us. Let me say it this way. When you expect other people to support you and you're not getting that support and you start to get upset, you know what you're really saying is you're not supporting yourself. If you were to support yourself properly, you wouldn't have the need to look for the support from other people. You have to understand that. You are enough. But you've got to be you have to be your biggest supporter. You've got to be your biggest cheerleader. And you got to be the biggest person in your life that's telling you, hey, you need to snap out of it. We got to keep moving forward. All right. What if you are a multi-potential person and have several skills in a very advanced level? How do you manage all that? Here's the bottom line to that. Here's the bottom line to that. Yesterday on this podcast, I was talking about you can only focus on one thing at a time. You can only focus on one thing at a time. Right now, you're listening to me. You're focusing on what I'm saying. You're not focusing on what's happening to the left of you. The mind can only focus on one thing at a time. So whatever you are great at, all these things that you're great at, you have to harness it into one thing that you're going to focus on. That's the way that it works. That's the way that it works. There's a lot of things I'm great at. There's a lot of things I'm passionate in, but I've reduced that down to a main passion. My main passion is helping you become successful in your life. Now, how I go about doing that, I can look at what I'm great at. If I'm great at speaking, I can say, hey, I'm going to use my speaking skills to help people become successful in their life. Right. So you, you've got to reduce it down to one thing that you truly want to dedicate yourself to doing. That's where you're going to find success. Let's see here. Um, and there is also or let me go back. Quite great question. He spoke on this in our study group the other night. Exactly. 
Exactly. Family, you create it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And there is also age of accountability. Cannot blame others for your life choices forever. Exactly. He had to leave your life as not to pass on negative behaviors or thoughts that would hold you back. Exactly, Jen. 100%. Uh, exactly. Got to move on from things that don't serve you or add value to your life. Uh, that's my chapter right there. Hey, Kim. Uh, the biggest life lesson I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I came in at the right time. Yes, you did. So uh, a lot of great questions here. Let's see if we have some on YouTube. Oh, we got a lot. All right, let's see here. We have some trolls. We'll get rid of that. Uh, let's. Oh, my God, that's crazy. All right. I have a friend that's going through something now, and I'm trying to help them get through this mental health thing. Yeah, share the share the live stream with them. Uh, Subby Francis says, as a man, you have to provide and protect. I agree 100%. What happens when a man knows that they are supposed to be taking care of his kids, but blames the mother for leaving him so he doesn't have to do anything? Yeah, listen. Um, so this goes to the other side of things. If you're a woman and you had kids with a man and you left him, you have to understand what you're putting your kids at risk. I don't think I don't think many women think that way before having kids. It's only they only think that way when it's already over that they 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 got the kids. They they left the guy and now they're thinking, oh, man. I put my kids in a tough spot. You see. I am not some marriage guru. I'm not a person who spends time thinking about how you should date and who you should date and all this other stuff. I'm just going to give you what the bottom line is in my own life. I knew I was never going to get married unless I absolutely believed that the person I was getting married to, I would want to spend the rest of my life with. I knew that's the only person I wanted, wanted to have kids with. We all need to have that mindset. We've got to teach younger people that you should not be going into a bed and having sex if you're not serious about this person and you're looking to get married. Because if you have kids with someone you don't even know and you don't even know yourself, you're asking for things like this to happen. And then what happens to the child? They're the ones that get it worse because they're programmed to repeat the same thing. Now, if you're like me, no one taught you that. So you had to learn it on your own. The best thing that you can do is if you don't have kids, strongly consider what I just said. If you do have kids, you got to start with yourself first. You got to change you. By changing you, your kids will change. The person you had kids with will change. That's the way this works. So regardless if you are the father or are, and regardless if you are the mother, it doesn't matter who you are, whoever you are, your perception of the situation you find yourself in is the problem. 
When you change your perception about your situation, the situation will change. The situation will always match your perception. The situation does not create your perception. You choose your perception based on your level of understanding at that time or ignorance. Like if you don't understand the bigger picture, you're not going to see the bigger picture. Right? If you don't understand the lessons, the opportunities, if you don't understand the power you possess, you'll just be controlled by that situation. So it's another way of saying, if you want things to change with your family, your children, your baby daddy, your baby mama, whoever it is, you got to look in the mirror and change yourself first. I've, I've had this happen to so many of my clients. This works every single time. When you change you, that means you're going to change your perception about the people, your life. It changes everything. Let's see here. Great questions. Now, let me give you guys a great analogy of this, or I'll give you guys a great story. So let's say John and Mary are dating. And John starts noticing that Mary, um, Mary does things that John maybe he doesn't like. And John starts just thinking about that all the time. He just keeps thinking what he doesn't like about Mary. Well, what happens over time? He doesn't like Mary anymore. And that's all he's concentrating on, what he doesn't like. We become what we think about. And because this is all that John thinks about, he thinks about what he doesn't like about her. He thinks about how life sucks. He thinks about what gets him going and why he's so upset and she's so stupid because of this and that. That's what he becomes. That's what the relationship becomes. And then what happens? She starts doing the same thing. She starts looking at John and saying, oh, I don't like this about John. I hate that. I just can't stand that. And that's all she's thinking about. So you got two people in a relationship focusing on what they don't like, what they don't want, and then they wonder why the relationship goes off the rails. They brought it on themselves. It's self-inflicted. What you concentrate on will control the way that you feel. How you feel controls your behavior. So if you're concentrating on what you don't like about your life, you're going to keep repeating it. If you start to focus on what you do love about your life, what you do want to happen, that's who you are going to become. That's the way that it works. That's the power of the mind. Problem is, no one's telling us this. So we get into these relationships, ignorance, right, is dominating our relationships because we don't know. Think, think, go back a hundred years ago. If you think about it, um, excuse me, where people were raised by two parents, people were raised to know who they should be looking for in a partner. That doesn't happen today. That that's not how no one's being told. Here's, here's who you should be looking for. You know, here's how to look for them. Here's to do it in an authentic way. No, it's every man for himself out there. There's too many independent people out there. And the independent opinions cause other people to not be able to find the person that they would want to be with. It's like the person who got divorced who just complains about their divorce every day 
to their friends and their friends start believing everything that that person is saying. And they think because of what that person went through, that means everybody went through the same thing. And so they have a flawed perception. This is why you have to take charge of your own mind. You have to do your own thinking. You have to make your own decisions. And that's really the, the, the bottom line. You know, and this is, I know we're going off the rails here, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I am a product of what I'm talking about. My, both of my parents were not married. My mother, she had five kids. I, technically, she had six, supposedly, but um, my father, he has about 12 kids. How does that set up my generation for success when they're not married? They never shared the same house. Multiple baby daddies, multiple baby mamas. How does that actually help a child win? No, it doesn't. So instead of, and this is why, this is, and I'm, since I'm already down this rabbit hole, I might as well finish with this. If I was on a stage speaking to um, anybody who's 28 years or younger and they're a man, my only thing to them would be, you need to get your mindset right. You need to get your money right. And you need to start living on purpose. You need to prioritize. You need to prioritize those three things before ever even sitting down and having a kid. Because the last thing you want to do is put your kid in the same position you were just in. And the same thing for the women. Why would you be spending your time with someone who doesn't have their stuff together? I don't. I don't understand that. Now. Let me say, I do understand because it's a lack of self-worth. It's a lack of self-respect. You need to respect yourself enough as a woman not to be having sex with people who are not where they should be. It's just that simple. And when, I'm, when, I, when I say where they should be, I'm not talking about they need to be rich. I'm talking about men who understand what their purpose in life is. They're going somewhere. They have a vision. They have a mission. So I can go all day with that, but the bottom line is you want to be married to someone you're in harmony with. I think that's the bottom line to that. All right. I digress. Let's see here. Um, please explain your understanding of a soul consciousness universe, why you are here. Yeah. So... The best way to explain it, the way that I understand it, is this. We live in a physical world, but there's an opposite to the physical world. There's a non-physical world that we can't see. Who we really are is the non-physical part of the world. We're energy. We're spiritual beings. Now, whether you're religious or not, I'm sure you have the inclination that somebody whether it's God, universal intelligence, mass consciousness, call it whatever you want, we are a manifestation of that. One of the ways to see that why that's so true is what is the biggest difference between us and the squirrels and your pets? They don't have the ability to create what we've created. They don't have mental faculties like we do where we can take the idea we have in our mind and see it come about in our lives. That's what separates us. So obviously there's something to it. There's something behind that. 
And I believe that's right in alignment with, and my belief is God. We're just a physical manifestation of him. We are him. Just we're living out his plan in this world. And he's given us the tools to take the dreams that we have in our mind and have them come true. See, it's really simple for me. Why do we dream so much about what we want? It's because that's who we are. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I, I really believe that. Um, I just think that, one, we don't get the right information, and two, we don't have the right understanding. Um, I, I, really, I really believe that. We are more than just skin and bones. There's more to us than, than that. And we see that every time somebody comes along and does something that's impossible. I mean, we have all the proof around us that shows us that we're more than just skin and bones. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it without diving too deep into it. Uh, nobody cares about what happened to the child. People just sleep around. Uh, exactly. Now, why why does that happen? Okay. We know it's not good, but why does it happen? Why do people think about it this way? Why do why would someone rather have children than to get married? Why would someone rather have children and start a business with another person than get married? It's programming. They've been told to think that way. They've been told that it's a bigger risk to get married than it is to have children. It's all programming. What people don't understand, it's cheap to be married and get a divorce. It's expensive to have children. But why do we have that backwards? That's the crazy part about it. It's programming. It's ignorance. These people who just do things like that, that's probably how they grew up, unfortunately. Or that's what they've seen in Hollywood. TV, music, it's all conditioning. And one of the biggest industries that I think perpetuates this type of lifestyle, and this type of decision making is hip hop. You don't hear in hip hop, get married. You don't hear in hip hop, get your money right, learn financial literacy. You don't hear in hip hop, get your mind right. You don't hear that. You don't hear that at all. You hear the polar opposite of that stuff. You hear the, de the degrading things about women. You hear the materialistic conversations, right? It's all self-destructing things that you hear in hip hop today. And the bottom line is that's a business. The people who run that business, they know what they're doing. They are conditioning people to depend on that music. They get paid the money. That's why the music is so dramatic. That's why the music videos are dramatic because they know that's what's going to get people's attention to click and watch and spend money. The music industry knows exactly what your insecurities are. They do. Just like movies know what your insecurities are. Advertising people know what your insecurities are. And they target you. And if you're not in control of yourself, well, 
That's what you're going to become. There are some great things about hip-hop culture. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you're asking me about why people do these things, why do they go off and they have sex with just anybody and then end up having kids, it's what they've been consuming. It's all the content. It's all the programming. And it's just a lack of parenting, really. Um, that doesn't mean someone can't watch or listen to hip-hop. It just means that um, we're, we're programmed. We're conditioned to do that. Think about it this way. Hip-hop conditions the listeners to go out and spend money on materialistic things, not to go live their purpose in life. Think about that. Think about how much money is spent in the beauty industry. I'm telling you, these industries, they know what they're doing. They're targeting your insecurities. And the problem is, it's all BS at the end of the day. You don't need materialistic things to prove something to anybody. You don't need to go sleep with a bunch of people to feel like you're worth something. Um, you, you don't need to look like Kim Kardashian to be respected. You need to be yourself. <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest lesson ever. But I can go all day with this. And so many people will try to justify their decision-making. It's not for me to say what they should or should not do. I'm just speaking on what the facts are. The facts are that the movie industry does not care about your well-being. The music industry does not care about your well-being. Okay? The government does not care about your well-being. So if you're looking for someone else to help you with your own mental health, you're already in trouble. You got you to gotta focus on yourself. You got to go to the experts and educate yourself. You cannot be looking at people who are only doing it for money. These big industries, it's money driven, power driven. It's not your well-being being driven. That's not what's behind all that. That that's the unfortunate part behind it. But the good thing behind it also is that um, you know, music is a powerful thing. It's amazing. I love music. I'm happy for music. I just I just think that you can't have one without, without the other. You're going to have music that will lift you up, empower you, and do something good for your life. And then at the same time, there's music that will do the opposite. Your responsibility is to make sure you choose the music that fits you, you know? And the same thing with content. You know, there's content out there. I would say mine is part of that. My whole purpose of my content is to help you become successful. But there's also content out there. That's not what it's doing. It's holding you back. Right. Um, so we have to be very aware of what we are consuming. And really, this is not really a conversation for the adult. It's really a conversation for parents and their children. You, you, you want to make sure that your children are not just consuming. Listen, I'm going to stop right there because I, I think I said enough. I, I could just keep going. Uh, let's see here. Such an important a huge disconnect between men and women these days in the dating world, for sure. Absolutely. Um, the mind is powerful. Whatever we focus on, the subconscious magnifies. Exactly. Yes, the, the design itself in the image of God with it fundamentally being energy and numerical. Yeah. They are looking for unconditional love. You know what? 
What's crazy is you got to give yourself unconditional love first. First. Uh, Nipsey, where's that Nipsey hustle? Get your mind right. Get your grind right. Exactly. It's like the Tyler Perry movies. Always a cheating man and the woman getting even. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen, let's read this real quick. I, I'm going to hop off here in 10 minutes, but let me read this to you. This is, this is good. We were talking about earlier when it came to forgiveness, right? You guys recall that? They said, if you're truly going to move on and live your life, you have to forgive. He says that um, a typical example, of what you just said, is the wife who discovers her husband's infidelity on the advice of her minister or psychiatrist, psychiatrist, she agrees she should forgive him. Accordingly, she does not shoot him. She does not leave him. Overall, her behavior is a dutiful wife. So she's going to stay there and do what she has to do. She keeps his house neatly in order. She prepares his meals and so on and so forth. But she makes his life hell on earth in many subtle and little ways by the coldness of her heart and by flaunting her moral superiority. When he complains, her answer is, well, dear, I did forgive you, but I don't forget. Her very forgiveness becomes a thorn in his side because she is conscious of the fact that it is proof of her moral superiority. She would have been more kind to him and been happier herself had she refused this type of forgiveness and just left him entirely. You see, the problem is, is that we are trained to um, forgive, not forget, but that's not what forgiveness is. A lot of people, you guys are, you're leaving relationships and you still haven't forgiven the person. You got to forgive. You got to make space for what you want. You can't be living with a grudge in your heart. That ain't going to work. That, that's not going to work. And I'm telling you, where do we get that from? We get it from the movies. I, I Listen, I, I love Tyler Perry's story. I love his story. I just don't agree with a lot of his movies. Because I think his movies are conditioning and training people to see black people in a certain way. And then it trains black people to act in a certain way when really... That's not how we should be acting. It's all conditioning. Again, I, I love, he's on purpose. He's living his purpose. I mean, he, I remember when I was in Houston, that's where he comes from. He was doing this on a stage. So he came from the bottom. I love his story. I just don't always agree with some of the movies that he puts out. He's got some great movies. I just don't agree with all of them. And listen, I love movies. I'm not like some monk who doesn't listen to music or don't watch movies. I watch movies. I listen to music. I'm just saying that um, we have to take charge of what we believe in. We cannot allow those things to control our belief system. Uh, let's see here. And the power of words and the energy they carry. Exactly. We need to be our true authentic self. Bingo. Uh, walking our purpose. It's a trap to keep wealth coming into these businesses. Yeah, well. They, people want to be entertained. You know, people want to be entertained. That's that's what it is, you know. And I've watched Tyler Perry movies. They're not, it's, it's not like he's, you know, 
bad. It's just we have to understand that most people are not thinking. So when they see something in a movie, they take it for face value. They actually believe that's true. We have to understand that in Hollywood, <laughs> it's Hollywood. It's entertainment. Entertainment is not true. Entertainment is dramatic. Entertainment is there to solicit a response from you emotionally. It's not there to tell the truth. If you want the truth, you got to watch documentaries. Right? So you could be watching something and they market it as, oh, here's the truth. But it's a movie, not a documentary. See, a documentary is more about reporting the facts. The movie is not about reporting the facts. It's about manipulating the facts to make sure you get emotion involved, spend your money and watch it. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying is there's a lot of situations in movies and cultures, communities. And if we're just talking about Tyler Perry, there's a lot of stuff that is perpetuated in the movie that is not actually true. But because we keep seeing it, we think that's the way we should deal with it. We think that's the way we should behave and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's just mind blowing. Uh, when, when, whenever you watch a Hollywood movie and it says it's based on a true story, it's not going to tell the true story. <laughs> you want the true story, you got to go to the documentary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, off topic, but how are you recording this? Like, how are you using a mic and are you using a cam? I'm on YouTube at the same time. I want to forgive a person, but they won't be honest about what happened so I can forgive them for it. You don't. So let's go back to it. Let's see how much time I got. I'm going to wrap up here. I'm going to go back right here. So, actually, I don't think I have time to get into this. So this is what I'm going to say, because I'm going to have to go here. Let me just say this. I did not need my father to explain himself for me to forgive him. I did not need my cousin to explain himself who sexually molested me. I didn't need him to explain himself and apologize a hundred times for me to forgive him. I didn't need my mother to explain her decision-making on why she was on drugs and all this other stuff for me to forgive her. I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't need that. I need it for myself. I needed to do it for myself. I don't listen. You don't need an explanation from people. You already know what you need to do. You need to let it go. That's the bottom line. There is no answer in the world that's going to make you feel better. The only way that's, that you are going to feel better is by letting it go and moving on with your life. That's the only way. And whatever story you tell yourself, that's up to you. But that's the bottom line. I just had to get to a point where I said, you know what? My father made his choice. My mom made his choice. It is what it is. I'm on. I'm, I'm on to the next one. I got to move on with my life. Again, let's go back to it. How can you become the mother you want to be? How can you be the person you want to be? How can you become the father you want to be? How can you become the successful person you want to be if you're holding on to the past? You can't. You don't need an explanation to move on. You just got to move on. You just got to let it go. 
you got to understand that they made a decision. They made a mistake. It's not in alignment with what you want. Move on. Let it go. Uh, let's see here. It, that's just the bottom. Listen, if you don't do that, you allow them to control you. You'll be stuck. You don't want to be stuck. You, you got to let it go entirely. Just let it go. This is why this is why this lesson is powerful today. You got to live your purpose. You live your purpose, you'll be concentrating on that. You won't be thinking about all this other stuff. You'll be thinking about stuff that matters. What matters is waking up in the morning and doing what you love to do. Last comment here, which is from YouTube. And this is going to help us go out with a bang. On YouTube, Marcus writes, "I'm a black man and the white race is holding us back from realizing our full potential." I need everyone to explain to me why they are holding me back in detail. Well, either you obviously are a troll or maybe you really do believe that. There is no white person holding me back. There's no white person holding me back. Nobody's holding me back from doing this podcast right now. Nobody's holding me back from helping other people become successful and coaching them. Nobody's holding me back from that. Nobody's holding my wife back. From having her e-commerce e e business, helping people around the world live a zero-waste lifestyle. No one's holding my brother back, who has a financial literacy company and a credit repair company. A million-dollar company, by the way. Nobody's holding him back. You've got to you, you got you, you to get that out of your mind. That's a victim mentality. That that is, a, that is an idea that has been programmed in the mind of black people. Not all of them. There's plenty of black people that don't believe that. I'm one of them. But that, again, you know where that idea comes from? It comes from Hollywood. Think about it. Every movie in Hollywood that usually involves a black and a white person, what is it always about? Race. Always. There's not many movies where it's not, that's not the case. They always got to throw that in there. Why? Because they know that's what's going to make you watch it. They know that's going to get you emotionally involved. They know that's going to trigger you. That's going to make you want to talk about the movie. They know what they're doing. The news and the Hollywood, they are the best at taking something that happens maybe less than 1% of the time in the world, and they make you feel like it happens 99% of the time. That's what they're great at. That's what they're great at. So we don't need to focus on, listen, no one's holding us back. The only person holding you back is yourself. No one's stopping you from getting up in the morning and doing what you love to do. That's a you problem. No one's stopping you from going out there and actually helping people. That's a you problem. Nobody's stopping anybody from doing anything. The only thing that stops you from doing anything is the mindset that you have. That's all that is. We don't need to be focusing on who the president is. We don't need to focus on what our government is really doing because we can't control that. You can't control that. But what you can control is how you wake up today, what you're doing today, what you're doing tomorrow, what you're dedicating your life to, how you're helping people, how you're living God's plan. You can do that. This is the, I got to wrap this up, but... <laughs> Why do people spend so much time talking about everything else outside themselves and focusing all on that instead of just focusing on yourself? Like, I don't care who the president is. I don't care what 
What has that got to do with me as a man taking care of my responsibilities? That's really the question here. Right? People, people are so caught up in, well, they're holding us back here. They passed this law. They did this. They did that. What are you doing, though? Are you taking care of business in your own home? Right? Are, are you living your purpose? Are you doing the things that God wants you to do? Are you going after your dreams? Because that's what really matters. It's like what she's saying here. We were never taught to focus on ourselves because when you focus on yourself as a kid, what did they tell you? You're conceited. You're cocky. You're arrogant. You're selfish. So then we stop focusing on ourselves. <laughs> it's craziness. It's, it's craziness. No one is holding me back from anything. No one's holding you back from anything. You'll, last question, you will get the friends. What, what about not having a circle and friends? You will get the friends. You will get the friends, but you got to become the person that would attract the friends that you want. You have to understand what I just said. You got to become the person who would attract the friends that you want. If you're not that person, you're not going to have those people come into your life. That's the bottom line. What about money? What about it? All right, guys, we're going to wrap up here. Amazing podcast episode today. Again, you can go back and watch this on the YouTube channel. Uh, Devore Darkens Live. And uh, you could just go to the link in my bio as well. Yeah, trouble discovering your purpose in life. Go to the bio, download the free Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. Uh, love you guys. Thank you uh, for showing up today. And um, we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everyone.